Good afternoon, everyone. You know by now the drill. If your lips need help because they're gross and no one wants to kiss you, then you can get that fixed with our favorite sponsor, Calm Lip Balm, a CBD-infused lip balm. Available for purchase at calmlipbalm.com. If your balls need help because they're too big and they stick to your leg, then you can fix that with our favorite underwear, Saks. S-A-X-X. Available at many retailers, including Amazon. And lastly, this show costs a lot of money to do and keep online, so if you want to help us, you can help sponsor the show yourself by going to patreon.com slash afterdinnermints and pledging whatever you would like to help keep us on the air. And now for today's show. Are you walking in here with fucking wet cancer parts on your head? I was just gonna say, I think it's not south, but uh, in the middle center thing. <laughs> so you might know these things as a family called vacations? Literally, the white people is crazy. That's exactly. There's no other thought that could be going through her head but that. Fifty something sure. white woman who definitely is gonna get a hand job. That's how I gave up fast food. I ate Taco Bell two nights in a row. That's really good audio. You realize it's that was hysterical. People love heavy calls in the mics. Have a good day, whore. I literally give the, the, the bus driver like twenty dollars. I'm like, here's twenty dollars for my white guilt. Anyway, break it down. No, I'm honestly curious. Break that down. That makes me not dance. Explain. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It is episode 50, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, 59, 59 of After Dinner Mints. Nolan here. Hey, this is Jason, the other voice, the other lovely voice you're hearing now. Coming at you with the special midweek edition <laughs> of <laughs> is After that what this Dinner. Is? Yeah, I do guess you, so. Do you think anybody really notices the day, uh, day of the week Not a goddamn bit. No. Not at all. I think most people don't even listen. So <laughs> 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 they're like, oh, look, another episode of this shit that yeah. I've never heard before. They uploaded one on Wednesday. <laughs> Delete. Holy shit. So I wonder, I was, I was wondering now, um, while we're listening, to, while, while we're getting ready to go here, if there's anything that the fine folks at Saks Underwear uh, would find too offensive, some, some kind of topics that we should stray away from, any kind of words or I phrases now. You know, I, I kind of... Now that you're seeking sponsorship here, if there's anything we should, like, uh, avoid. No. No. <laughs> no, I feel like... If you can't get on board in what we're doing, then you shouldn't sponsor us. You think the company for people with underwear with big dicks, people for well, underwear for people with big dicks, you don't think they're gonna they're gonna find things offensive, right? I mean, that's what their business is. Have you ever used this product? I'm not. I've not. Oh yeah, it's the only. Really? It's literally the only underwear I'll wear. I haven't changed up my underwear situation in like. Uh, uh, I haven't changed my underwear in a while. 
<laughs> I haven't I haven't changed the manufacturer. I'm, I'm sure that's not what you meant, or I'm not sure that's what you meant. Yeah, I guess it's been a while since I've changed my underwear. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's literally so. I got on to this is a fucking weird way to start the show, but here we go. Um, I got on to me undies because honestly, a lot of like podcasts that I listen to were sponsored by it. Me undies. Me undies, right? They're oh. like. They're fancy, they're expensive, they're made from this, like, stuff called micromodal. It's supposed to be, like, you know, softer. They're, like, it's a million times softer than cotton. Or, like, there's, like, an actual measurement. Like, it's 250 times softer than cotton. I'm like, well, how do you... This is underwear for men? How do you measure that? Yeah, well, for both, men and women. Okay. Um, and I bought a couple pairs, and I gotta say, it's, it's soft. It's definitely soft. Uh, it's also... It tears easy. Like, it doesn't last long. Like, you're paying for the softness, but the softness lasts, like, you know, a, a, a couple washes. Are you just ripping your ass open when you bend over? No, 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 no. I'm, it, it's, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's not like that. It's, like, it's the seams. Like, because the fabric is so soft, it actually kind of, like, it's just not as durable. Like, like cheap it's, cloth just rips apart? Yeah, like, yes, it's softer, but it's also, like, you... You couldn't wear tight silk underwear, right? Like, it's too soft. It would fucking rip. You know what I'm saying? I would never wear it. Yeah, I would never wear silk underwear. So it's like, or maybe like satin. Like, I guess silk is a strong fabric. But you couldn't wear, like, satin underwear of, of like, anything near, like, a proper fit because it would tear. Like, the, the fabric is too soft. It's too, you know what I mean? Like, cotton's durable. Yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> not, you know, when you wear them for fucking two years and wash them, like, every time you wear them, they, it, it wears down. But so here's how I discovered this brand. I bought me undies and I was like, all right, you know, I, I bought me. <laughs> I get it. I bought me undies. Um, I get it. I understand why people think they're nicer. And I was like, let me see if, like, Amazon has, like, you know how like you search for something on Amazon and they don't have it, but they bring up like the most comparable product they have. Sure. Like I do that with a lot of stuff. I'll like look something up and then it's like boom, it's this, and I'm like, oh, this shit is like, I'll buy it. If I don't like it, I'll return it. But nine times out of ten, it's like this shit is easily as good, if not better, than like whatever brand I was looking for, and you know it saved me whatever. Um. So I did that, and Saks came up, and I was like. I, like, read the description. I was like, this seems kind of legit. So I fucking bought it. And I was like, I'm never wearing these fucking me on these again. And I did, right? Because, like, I didn't, like, go out and buy, like, 14 pairs of sacks, like, right away. Sure. Um, but as I, like, you know, the first pair of sacks I bought is still in, like, mint condition, <laughs> to put it that way. And the first pair of MeUndies, like, I, the MeUndies that I own are, like, they're not nearly as, they're soft, but they're not nearly as fucking soft as they used to be. And they just are, you know, the seams are coming undone and shit like that. And it's, like, they're just, they're not the same quality. Like, this is just a way better product. And they have, like, this is, like, this is, like, the selling point, right? First of all, they're easily as soft as MeUndies, but, um... They have, like, this micro mesh lining inside the boxer. So the boxer briefs, right? Like a, like a bathing suit. 
Um, conceptually, but it's it's not like a bathing suit. It's not like a liner and shorts. It's like a divider. I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine this now. It's it's hard to fucking explain. It's like there's like a divider <laughs> for your balls. Yes, for your, to keep your balls separated. Exactly to keep your balls separated from your legs. Oh, okay. So I thought from from each other. No, 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 no. That would just hurt. Keep your balls separated from your legs. Okay. So it's like it's like this super thin micro mesh, like piece of cloth, to like coddle your balls, almost like like a stocking, but like way softer and like you know thicker. Um, that does sound kind of fancy. And it stocking. like it it lines from like it basically like keeps your fucking ball bag completely separate from your leg on both sides. So you never, ever, ever fucking are like, my balls are stuck to my leg, which is like a massive fucking problem for me, especially when it's hot out. It sounds like some, uh, this almost sounds like, I don't know if it's, this is metrosexual underwear or not. This sounds like some really like, some really high end like shit though. It, dude, it's, and it's like for the price, it's like, I don't know. They're, pri- they're like the same exact price as me on these. Uh, often they're more expensive, but they're way like it's not even comparable. They're better. Like, what a great commercial we're putting together for sex, dude. We really, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, this is like completely unintentional. This but infomercial, this thirty-minute infomercial, has been brought to you by me. Undies. Sex underwear. <laughs> oh. um, fucking, it's just a substantially better product. Like it's it's not even comparable. It's just a way, way, way better product. And, like, they're durable. They're comfortable. They don't fucking fall apart on you. They last, like, way fucking longer than anything I've had. This is what, this is what you do. You say it's a podcast, but you just trick people into listening to 30 to or 40 minutes. Infomercial. Right, sponsored by the companies. It's a secret commercial. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it's just, it's just a better product. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I... Everything I use, I want to be the best version that I can get. Did you say there's a money-back guarantee? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I don't think they give a fuck if you <laughs> like them or not once you purchase them. Um, but I'm just like, I'm like that in general. Anything that I spend my money on, I want to be the best thing that I could be spending my money on within like the amount of money that I'm willing to spend. Now, that doesn't mean I'm like going to go out and buy a fucking... You know, that doesn't mean I'm going to spend unreasonable money on something. It doesn't mean I'm going to go out and spend, like, I I don't know. You know, I'm not going to buy a fucking, I'm not going to buy a Bentley when an Acura will fucking do, you know, to put it like that. Yeah. But I'm not going to buy a Chevy if I could afford an Acura and it's not that much more money. I'm not a car guy. I can't tell you which one of these are the superior vehicles. Well, for the benefit of the listeners, you know, it's like... I, I can't even think of, like, a different comparison. Like, it, it's just, like, I prefer to, if I'm going to buy something, I want it to be worth the money that I spent on it. And, you know, I definitely, like, didn't feel that way about MeUndies. And I absolutely <laughs> feel, like, I, you know, look, I, I fucking, I, for some reason, I started buying, like, expensive underwear really long, you know, like, when I was single, 
I was like, I'm gonna buy expensive underwear because who knows when fucking these pants are coming off. See, I, I went in the opposite direction. Like since I've been single, I I spend less and less money on on new underwear. Oh no, you've got it backwards. You spend less <laughs> and less money on on shit like on like self maintenance once you get married. My logic was like, well, no one's no one's looking at it anyway. Like I'm not actually getting, getting yeah, any no, like no, action no. There. You need that shit through through courtship, but once you're locked down, then you're just like, fuck it. I, I didn't really <laughs> think about that. You did it backwards. Yeah, but I when I like was. You know, when I got out of my last pre-marriage long-term relationship, I was like, I'm going to start spending a lot of money on, like, undergarments and shit like that. Do you you credit that to your success? Yes. (laughs) If it wasn't for these underwear. Yes. You know, so I would buy, like, fucking Ralph Lauren underwear and Calvin Klein underwear, and it was nice. It was, like, like, there is a difference, right? There is a marked difference from, like, run into Target and buying a pack of Hanes or like jockeys or something. Now I feel offended. Well, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm just explaining. I, I didn't do this for like my benefit. Well, I did do it for my benefit, but like not for my comfort, right? I did it for like outward benefit when yeah. I first initially thought of this. Um, this was all like, you know, somebody's going to see me in this underwear, so it better be fucking on point type of underwear. And that's why I did it. But there is, like, a substantial fucking difference between going to, like, going to Target and buying a pack of Fruit of Loom and going to Macy's and buying, like, some fucking Calvin Klein underwear. Like, it's it's immeasurably different. It's leaps and bounds fucking better. Saks is as much better as, like, expensive designer underwear as expensive designer underwear is to, like regular underwear to put it that way like as much better as like the high end shit is compared to regular underwear sax is that much better than that okay and yeah. it's fucking cheaper like it ain't like it's way less expensive than buying like calvin klein's or you know ralph lauren or something like that which i've been buying i'll tell you the worst underwear i ever bought when i was in this fucking see now i own i literally own like two weeks worth of the same brand of underwear. Um, but I went through like this weird, like I'm going to try different varieties of underwear fucking phase. And I bought this stuff called, I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It was like two exist or something. It was like two X. Number two. Uh, yeah. The number two and X and then IST. That sounds great. And they were, fucking expensive i was like well this is like 50 dollar fucking like pair of underwear like this is gonna be the shit oh no oh fucking no i would rather be wearing fucking rubber bands on my ball bag like it was the least comfortable shit it bunched instantly it was terrible i wore them like i and i was like maybe i just need to wear them and like stretch them out and like no it was fucking awful it was like the worst ball bag experience of my fucking life didn't you you didn't you used to put like baby powder talcum powder on your balls is that a thing right uh, that's you, a thing aren't i don't you, aren't you known for like putting talcum powder on your balls i don't believe i'm known for that no it's not a thing you're known for no maybe it's just something i know you uh, I know i'm you actually for. not sure i've ever done that to be honest with you i have no idea why this 
This, this imagery is now stuck in my head. Of you just yeah, like this is the way. I'm pretty sure you've never seen my balls ball in like the fucking 30 years we've known each no, I other. Think, I mean, I don't think I have either, but now I have this imagery of you just smacking baby powder against your balls. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's ever happened. Oh, shit. Maybe that's in my dreams, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Maybe we should just glaze over that topic right there. <laughs> well, now I'm really curious <laughs> as to why that's a thing. I, that's, I couldn't that tell you, That exists in your fucking mind. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'd really like to know. <laughs> I haven't, um, yeah, I haven't, like, I haven't branched out and decided to, to try anything new in my underwear department for a long time, man. But now that you said that, I really think it's a good time. I, I didn't, I've been looking at it backwards. The, the chance that, the fact that anybody could potentially see these, these, uh, undergarments of mine, right? Yeah. Like, if they were just, like, those $2 or $3 Hanes, how would I feel, like, compared to, I don't know, something like Saks? Yeah, they feel different, dude. This 45-minute podcast has been brought to you by Saks. Dude, uh, go on fucking Amazon and buy a pair. They'll be at your house in a couple days. Actually, I I stopped using Amazon like a year or two ago. Oh, that's right. I I didn't want to... about that. Yeah, I got got frustrated giving all my money to Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll go on eBay and do the same thing, though. you, You would thank me. I guarantee if you buy a fucking pair, you would be like... Yeah, I get it now. Next week's podcast is brought to you by Saks Underwear. Next, next week's, week's podcast next week's is brought to you by Jason Sack. Next week's 30-minute infomercial. <laughs> so, so now that we've done 17 <laughs> minutes... <laughs> I'm telling you, that's an untapped revenue stream right there. You just fuck everybody over by, by setting it up as a podcast... And then just doing an and then we just lie and we We're do a different lying. infomercial on yeah, random just, fucking products just, and like just, espouse the values of fucking some shit product that nobody gives a fuck about. Asbestos. <laughs> asbestos. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by asbestos. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about anything if I tried to. I don't know if it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I can ramble on about anything though. I. I I think I have the skill set of being able to ramble about anything, but I'm not <laughs> certain. Again, I don't know if it's if it's going to be listenable. That's a different story. So, <laughs> speaking of anyone might see you in your underwear at any fucking point in time. Yeah. Let's let's uh, revisit the the J relationship fucking scene because we had an interesting conversation downstairs. Yeah, yeah, we had a really um, actually. The more that I think about it, the more depressing it is for me now. I realized it was not the goal of this conversation, <laughs> no, but okay. No, no, I realized um, I realized a little bit a little while ago that uh, that the quality of women that I invited in my life has been on a steady decline for the last two decades now. Which is <laughs> like it's 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 kind of a cold, depressing realization. I mean, it was funny to like laugh about it at first and to think about it, but like the more that it, the <laughs> but more now we, you've been dwelling on it while we've been no, talking been, about underwear. Yeah, no, we've been talking about underwear for a while. It's really kind of settled in. Um, yeah, I think I feel like I feel like um, I feel like I've peaked uh, the, the quality of women that I invited into my life, like the the, the females that I spend my time with, like relationships, sleeping with, or uh, whatever it may be. You know, has has friends with and, and consistent garbage. Yes. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I mean, she's not here. I don't want. I don't want to bash her while she's not here. I do for another day. <laughs> She's gonna listen to his shit tomorrow. But in other in other words, though, I mean, otherwise, uh, the quality of women, yeah, that I surround myself is just um, it's it's not going upwards. We were talking, <laughs> we were talking. I, so I don't know what this says about me either, or the girl that I'm the girl that I'm referencing. But we were we were talking about like one of my first girlfriends who 
who like many many years after the fact like this is like 10 years after who's a nut who's a A nut nut. in like in the most lovable way but absolutely a fucking nut yeah yeah i mean like many years maybe maybe 10 years after we dated we would like we reconnected at one point and she would like she um she was an artist so she put me on a a mailing list for her her these homemade zines that she would make like Hand-drawn, homemade. Like you might have to explain to the youngsters what a zine is. A zine, a zine is a, is a paper magazine. It's a. It's what the internet was before the internet, I guess. It's a yeah. It's a it's a magazine, a homemade magazine, typically very niche, uh, very niche, I guess. <laughs> niche. Very niche, very punk rock. Yeah, very very punk rock. It's very DIY. So it's it's like uh, it's usually homemade. Um, sometimes it's brought to a, a like a print shop. It has like a, a decent binding to it, but otherwise, I mean, it's it's a homemade. Otherwise, it's a homemade you can magazine. tell it's homemade. <laughs> yeah, you can tell it's homemade. So, so she would like self-publish most often about like the local music scene or something like that. Yeah, I mean, about anything you want it to be. It's it's your. It's generally it's a it's a homebrew magazine, you know. So nerd out. It's like it's a it's a zine. I don't know how else to describe zine. it. It's a zine. It's like a blog before blogs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go. No, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a, like, it's a non, it's a non moving free blog blog. It's a live blog. It's a live blog with no internet required. It's, it's live journal without the end. Holy shit. Do you remember fucking live journal? I was never on live. That's like Tumblr. I was I never on it, but yeah. fucking God. Yeah. I remember damn, that shit. I remember people were obsessed with that shit. Yeah. I remember blogging. That was crazy. So, so yeah, this girl used to, like, she used to self-publish these ridiculous magazines, like, go through, I mean, she would go to great lengths, like, the, the amount of time and effort that were, that were involved in each one of these is, is amazing to think about it now. Like, she would have 15 or 16 pages on, on like, any given topic. Like, the one that, the one that pops to mind, the, the, the first one I think of is, like, the last one I got from her was a, a uh, like, a mock Teen Beat magazine, like, JTT, Justin Taylor Thomas, like, Heartthrob. Um, like Boy of the Week, you know, soap opera news and stuff like that. But she hand drew all of this shit, all the entire fucking thing. It's Corey Feldman. So somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in my house is a 16-page booklet on Corey Feldman, hand drawn by this girl that I used to date when I was 15. And I, I now realize that like that that piece of uh, that little piece of or those stacks of paper is like incredibly endearing. And I've since that time, I failed to meet anybody that has come to match the Corey Feldman uh, self-published magazine. That I received in the mail from her. The the commitment, the ingenuity, the the, att- <laughs> the attention to detail, the commitment to an inside joke <laughs> that nobody gets. That that like t- two three people max fucking yeah. get. Like even as inside as you or I were, we kind of like laughed along with people who really did get it because we were like, oh, that's their joke, and I guess it's funny, <laughs> but like. <coughs> As like the commitment to the fucking punchline that you have to have to hand draw a 16 page magazine <laughs> about Corey Feldman is un fucking parallel. There were there were actual like there were stories as well. There yeah. were like interviews and stories. I mean, there was a whole fucking thing, dude. Man. The work ethic. Yeah, and not, nobody has ever like no one has ever showed up like that. I mean, again, this was, like, well after the fact, well after we dated, but nobody has ever, like, nobody has ever, uh, has ever, like, put themselves out there that much. So, I don't know, something to be said for that. Yeah, there definitely is, like, I love that crazy girl. I I love that crazy girl. (laughs) I know this same person, you know, I mean, I definitely knew them very, very well in the past, but 
I, you know, less so now, but still pretty well, I feel. Um, I forget where I was fucking going with this, but she's definitely an individual who is just like, this is me. Suck a dick. If you don't fucking yeah. like it, like, there is no fear. There is no, like... There is no outward level, uh, the, you know, there's occasional awkwardness, but there's no like outward level of like self-consciousness or self-doubt about like who you are as an individual on her end. It's like, it's impressive. Honestly. Yeah, it actually, it, it, it is impre- impressive is a good word. She, uh, like on a, dude, like on a level that quite honestly, I don't even think like to bring it home to the family like on a level that I don't think even me or Ken can touch and we're both very like it's what you fucking get <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah you don't have to like it it is what it, oh you're offended that's cool um yeah she definitely I would say she is sleeve. even more so like this is who I am like you don't have to like it but this is fucking who I am. like more than anyone I've ever met maybe in my entire life yeah I I mentioned the DIY thing we were also talking about earlier. She fucking built her own house. Like, yes. spent a year or two of her time recently just building a fucking house for herself. Like, how, how impressive, how amazing is that a feat? Yeah, the less... So, I saw her maybe two years ago and hung out with her and her um, current boyfriend uh, a bunch of times while I was traveling for work. And, uh, yeah, like, the last time I saw her, she was like... Like, I, I sent her a message, a text message. I was like, I, oh, I just realized I was completely talking off mic because I heard my own volume go up in my ears. Um, <laughs> she was like, I sent her a text message. I was like, hey, I'm coming up. You want to hang out? And she's like, yeah, definitely, because I'm moving. And I was like, you're moving? <laughs> she was like, yeah. She's like, I'm moving to, like, some, I forget what state. But she's like, we're going to live on a farm, and we're going to work on this farm, and... You know, in exchange, we're going to get this piece of prob- probably fucking altering parts of the story due to, like, time and distance and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But the general gist, like, we're going to go, we're going to live on this farm and work on this farm. And, like, as some part of the deal, we're going to get part of this property and build our own house on the farm. And I was like, that's fucking fantastic. Like, yeah, th- nobody that I've nobody that I've met since this girl um, has come close to matching her. Uh, her, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is here. Her aura, I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, I gotta say it's in like, it's in a really admirable way. Like there are lots of people who represent themselves to be the same way. And they're just kind of full of shit. And you can see right through it. You know, like... Um, how do I fucking... I, I don't know how to articulate what I'm saying. Um, just that fucking ethos that, like... Sort of that lands somewhere between punk rock and hippie. And it's like... It's not real. It's like they're, you know, they're now like 35, 40 years old and they just can't let go of the way they dressed in high school and they have the same group of friends and that's fine. Like I just, we're still fucking friends. We were friends way before high school. Yeah. Actually, like towards the end of high school, we barely fucking talked. Um, But like that 
there's like this group of people, I guess I feel that like they, they, they're like, yeah, we totally embrace this punk rock ethos and, you know, DIY and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, meanwhile, they're, they're not, (laughs) they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're working the nine to five and they're paying their bills and they're doing like whatever. And like, yeah, you, you got to do that to get by to us. Like, I'm not, I can't fucking knock that. I mean, you know, look at what I do for a career. I'm not knocking that. What I'm knocking is like holding on to that and pretending that's who you are when it isn't. Yeah, sure. Like this bitch, <laughs> she's like, I build my own is. house, yeah. so I don't have to talk to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> like this is it. Yep. That that is a level of like, I don't even want to say reclusive, but like self self efficating. <laughs> Which sounds like defecating. <laughs> it's like self-efficating. I'm going to do what I want. I don't give a shit what you motherfuckers think. I'm going to go straight off the grid because fuck the rest of you. Like, that's what so many people, you know, all of those people who are like, I'm never going to settle down, man. I'm never going to be nine to five. And I'm like, yeah, uh, you, you are right now. What do you like? Just because you go to fucking just because you go to the local bar that has shows on fucking Saturday night to catch up with the same people that you illegally snuck in there with when you were in high school to watch some shitty local band play does not mean you're like fucking punk rock. It means you can't let go of the glory days. Like this is on the flip side. This is somebody who's like, this is my life. This is who I am. Like, I don't give a fuck what you people think. I like what I like. I am who I am. Fuck you. If you don't like it. Yeah, and she, dude, like, she fucking keeps it real for sure. And this is like, you know, this. Not to make this about like any of the topics we normally dwell into, because I I don't want to make it about that. But like, this is someone who like I have so many disagreements with on like the you know fundamental levels and like our politics and our outlook on like social situations. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I like who you are as a person because you're so like I could disagree with you on fucking everything. But the amount of respect that I have for you, because the amount of bullshit that doesn't exist within you, I don't care that we disagree on everything. I think you're fucking great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's rare. You know who comes close to that? Melissa. Oh, sure. Yeah. Who, like, you know, who fucking moved out to Colorado, worked on a farm, you know, taught people on a farm, like, you know, worked on a farm and, like, taught children, like, on that farm. And her fucking house burnt down. And she was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to buy a bus and we're going to build a house on a bus so that we can fucking go anywhere. And her and her, you know, boyfriend, husband, boyfriend, going to be husband. They fucking, they had a kid and they bought a bus. I stepped away from the internet right before the, yeah. the fire thing happened, I think. <laughs> they, they bought a bus and they are turning it into a house. And That's they're awesome. like, we can live anywhere. Yeah. Because our house is a fucking school bus that we've converted into like a thing that has showers and a bathroom and a bedroom. And you don't have to like it, but this is like, this is what we're doing. And, you know, we could live anywhere and we can go anywhere. And it's like. Yeah, I love people like that. I'm just like, God damn like that's fucking it is that's impressive like that's i can't i could picture myself doing that but i can't picture myself doing that you know what i mean like i don't 
I don't <laughs> I don't have the work ethic to fucking do that. Yeah. I just don't. I met a few people like that when I was uh when I was like backpacking across the, the country uh, a year or two ago. I met a few people like that that were very much uh, very just like independent, uh, strong willed, like against the grain, do their own fucking thing, off the grid. I met a couple of people off the grid, like just stepped away. I mean these are people with like like doctorates or, you know, masters or something where Stepped out of their profession and just kind of like went uh, way yeah. off the grid. You but know, she what? was she was she her too. Which she like had a she was a biologist, I think, right? She was studying to, she was some kind of like a biology assistant or biologist. Wait, assistant who? Or um, the girl we're talking about, the first my first girlfriend. I don't know. Was she? Yeah, she was. She was working in like a biology. I don't remember what lab the fuck or something she, like that. She's something. When when she was sending me out those like Corey Hart, Corey, I mean Corey Feldman, like magazines. Right, right, right. Yeah, she was. She was working in a in a lab as an assistant. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, I do think you're right about. And then that. And she like stepped out of the science world or whatever the fuck it was to go like live on a farm. And you know the thing that's like, why did I just totally lose my train of thought? Three fucking words into a sentence. That's irritating. I don't know. Oh, the thing that's like, I, it, to like summarize what I was trying to say before is like, there are people who are against the grain because that's who they are. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't feel like either of the two people we just discussed are like, I want to go against the grain because fuck society and, you know, fuck everyone else. Like, there are people who are against the grain because. They want to be against the grain. They want to be seen as the rebel. They want to be seen as the badass. But the reality is, like, they're they're working their job. They're paying their mortgage. They're doing whatever, and they're just going to like some fucking local show or whatever on the fucking weekends. Mm. But then there are people who are against the grain because that's who the fuck they are. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you think of that. Like your opinion only matters to them if there's someone that you they that they already care about. Um, they're not worried about what people fucking think. They're not worried about like, you know, they're not doing what they're doing to get a reaction because there quite possibly couldn't be a reaction. They might not see you again. They're not, they're off the grid. They're not on fucking social media. They're not like trying to get likes or fucking attention. They're just like, yeah. I'm doing this now because, you know, this is what I feel like. This is like. how I want to spend my life. Yeah, yeah, like, this is how I want to spend my life and my time, and this is what I want to put my effort into, so I'm doing this now. Like, it's not for likes. It's not for attention. It's not, you know, it's not the the 35-year-old who, you know, is, like, into fucking horror and gore because they want to be shocking or the fucking... 38 year old dude who's like you know has a fucking mohawk when you know spikes his hair when he leaves work because he wants to get a fucking reaction or yeah. like you know dyes his hair like frosts his tips at the office and like wears fucking a spiked denim jacket because he wants everyone in the office to talk about how he's weird like these are people who are like this is what we're doing like that's it there's there's no there's no pretense to it that's kind of a rarity in our, in our society these days because so much of what of, of who we are as a culture or as a people, uh, everything is for the likes or for the comments or for the the shares or for whatever. the gram for the gram yeah do it for the gram do like it people, for the gram people spend like countless tens of thousands of dollars like Dude. buying stupid shit to stage fucking Instagram photos like yes. that's a, that's a real thing people spend like real American dollars on fucking cars or whatever it is just to take an Instagram photo. Whatever it might be, man. It's crazy. Yeah, people, like, rent cars to be, yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. You know, this is... This is fucking... 
this is me sitting in front of a fucking Maybach. Did you ever see, do you know who, um, I don't know if I want to talk about this really too much, but do you know who Little Tay is? I do the, not. Like, the nine-year-old, no. like, I guess she was a sensa- internet sensation. She was like a nine-year-old girl who her, her mother would rent, would do this, basically do this, like, would rent cars for her, rent, like, these very expensive um, uh, inanimate objects, cars, like, whatever it may be, a chandelier, right. some shit like that. And she would just like chandeliers. I don't know. I'm just I'm just talking out of my ass. But she would just like uh, talk shit about it. She would gloat about how she can afford. Like she would throw the bling around and shit. And then she would just spit and piss on it. Like she would just fucking trash it. I mean, what? like I say piss on it, but yeah. I mean, she literally would just like kick it. Like she keyed up a fucking Bentley while she's like sitting there talking shit. Like I got what this. You fuck? got nothing, bitch. Like f this, f that. Yeah, this is like a nine year old girl on on the internet, man. Little okay. Tape. So that's, that's all I think about when I think of, like, the society of who we are now. But, like, her parents are obviously putting her up to it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think her brother how and her could, parents... Like, how could you... She doesn't... There's no way not, she knows... Not a fucking nine-year-old doesn't have an income. Like, there's no... Yeah, she can't afford to buy this the shit that she's destroying or whatever it is. So what is, like... She's, like, the, the little white version of, uh... What's her face? Cardi B, but, like... Is it, like, supposed to be a joke? Is it, like... Is it like that's the it's, premise? Is it like it's for, for the amusement or it's for like the is lulls, it quote unquote lols? They're like trolling the internet, basically. Is it trying to be serious though, or is it like intentionally trolling the internet? It's just trying to be shocking. I think it's just like purely shocking. It's like those Jerry Springer things, like like people throwing chairs on Jerry, you know, Jerry. But like Jerry. with the intention of people thinking it's real, or with the intention yeah, of oh, people yeah, like with, taking it tongue in cheek, like we know this is bullshit. No, I think with people like cuz I think there was like talk of child child endangerment at one point for like the the things that she was having access to or the things that she was doing or saying in the videos. So, how does this like 9-year-old go on the internet and say like, "Oh, I have a I got to I got to fucking stop looking away from the mic." Like, go on the internet and say, like, oh, I have a fucking Bentley and not come across, like, her parents bought it. Like, I just don't... I I, mean, I, I couldn't tell you, man. I don't, I don't know enough about it outside. Like, my nine-year-old nephew knows all about her and tried to explain it to me, which is it's kind of like, I don't know, it's a little, it's a little freaky. But I... So I, I ended up, like, looking her up at one point, and uh, I read enough. I read, like, one article to know enough about who she is and what she's about, I guess. Yeah, it's just over-the-top shit, man. You gotta fucking assume, because people are so stupid, that, like, people do look at that and think, there we go, people do look at that and think, it's real. Like, there's gotta be a this quotient... This really has a bet. Yes, <laughs> like, there's gotta be a quotient of people out there who, like, watch a nine-year-old fucking, you know, pour fucking Bacardi out and, you know, key up a Bentley and be like, yeah, man, this, this bitch... Really this, has one one up on me. This is what she. I mean, like I think her her whole spiel is to like, like shit. Like she would be shit talking people that have like a forty hour job, forty like forty hour a week job or whatever. While she's sitting there like in the Bentley, fucking doing nothing, like destroying it, talking shit to you about how you know how much better she is. It's so weird to me. Yeah, that's our. That's like that's the way that we're shifting as a people now. I don't. I social media has ruined society. Oh yeah, like the destroyed of what you're, it. The effects of what you're only like starting to be uh, known or shown at this point. It's like it's beyond repair. Like you can't. We live in a. We live in a different fucking. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like twelve world. and thirteen. Twelve and thirteen year olds. Who have like naked photos of themselves going up on the fucking internet now? Like that shit couldn't. That just shit didn't exist like when we were kids. Yo, what I I hate to go on our podcast and like just say shit that's been said on other podcasts, but I I have to in this 
scenario, but it's like Rogan says something all the time, and he probably says it in one of his routines, so, you know, whatever. But um, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, he makes this point. He's like, I follow this girl on Instagram, and, like, all she does is post pictures of her ass. Like, that's it. Like, and she has millions, like, millions of followers who just log on to look at her ass. And he's like, that is a different type of, like, this type of person has never existed before. This is the first time in society people that, like, that have 7 million fans just because of their ass. Dude, you've got to, like, I don't think people process the magnitude of that. I don't think they, like, get that this is really, like, this is, this is a brave new world. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is not the same fucking thing. This is not what you, I mean, I, I don't want to sound fucking old, like that old, but, like, yeah, yeah. this is not the world we grew up in. No. Well, because the thing is, now everybody has access to, to the technology is cheap enough now to self-publish or self-broadcast yeah. yourself. So anybody, everybody and everybody, anybody and everybody is a star now. Like, like the, the fucking YouTube stars are terrible, man. Insane. The people, that, the people that we provide or the people that we uh, allow stardom is just Dude, fucking... we're doing it. Who? We're, you, we are doing it right now. Right now. We're putting out a fucking show I suppose. for people to listen to. It's fucking... It's probably, I suppose we are. It's probably garbage, but like we just, we just have access. We, we have, just, the, we have the equipment and we have the ability and we... So we naturally, we assume pay the publishing to rights it. to fucking put these things up, and like, it just it goes up. So you know, we're doing the same thing. Like, there's there's pluses and minuses, right? Like, it, there's so much content out there that there is more good content than there has ever been. Yeah. You know, like, dude, I... shit. Entertainment, I think people spend more on entertainment than anything else at this point. Dude, like, just podcasts alone, the amount of podcasts that I just delete, because even though I love them, I just can't keep up with all of them, and I can't, like, absorb this amount of information. Yeah. Like, I delete more podcasts than I listen to, even though I think they're fucking great, because there is so much good content out there and just like access to like people who are putting good shit out that's that's thoughtful that's curated or even if it's not curated there's just like loose and raw but like very real and very entertaining and very informative but the flip side to that is there's like a hundred times as much complete shit oh yeah you know there is more garbage than there has Ever been before. Yeah. Like, ever. And, there, I mean, there's always been a lot of garbage. Yeah. You know, but... Well, because now it's it's so easy to... It's one-click publish. Like... Yeah. There's no... There is no learning curve involved anymore to, pu- to publish or to produce anything. It's like... Yeah. You, you can, you can auto-tune your voice and publish the song by... With, like, you know, 20 minutes of, of your spare time. And, like, quote-unquote art... That you know, I, I'm I'm using that term loosely for certain things. That is popular and mainstream right now. Is probably you know, and, and I'm I'm speaking very generally, but a lot of it is actually worse than most of the garbage that people just put up hoping it gets noticed. 
But it's because they like, you know, we talked about this before, like they producers found the formula and know it's like eight measures and then the tempo changes yeah. this and then the key changes that. And like, that's what gets that's people fucking hooked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you win a Grammy. And, you know, Timberland fucking produces your shit and, you know, the formula is there. And, you know, now you now you've made a million dollars and everyone's on to the next thing because yeah. they forgot about you. It was produced by the same guy because he, he knows the formula. Um, the like mainstream music is fucking crap. Mainstream TV is fucking good. Like name a good TV show. Name one like good TV show that's on network television. Currently, yeah. That's that's difficult. Man. Name one thing that even even if it's like on someone else's TV that you're like, ah, I guess I'll watch it because it's on. I don't. I I, sh- I haven't watched a ton of TV recently. Uh, even H like HBO um, is is like a kind of like a wasteland recently. Kind of well, I don't. I mean, I don't get into Westworld or uh, Game of Thrones. So yeah, I I've not watched either of those. You know, even though I've heard great things about both, I did get into um, uh, what is it called? God damn it. Actually, Silicon Valley was the last show I was into, probably. I did watch that. I that dropped off of it. I, I Veep. Veep was fucking excellent. I watched, like, the first couple seasons of that, actually. But then I fell off, and I stopped watching yeah, it. Yeah, there's a new season of that out. It's it's great. Yeah, she's. I have a thing for her, man. She's hot, Elaine. Elaine I feel like she's... Julia um, Julie, I feel like she is, like, a... Uh, There's something about her that reminds me of Tina Fey. <laughs> I guess I guess so. Where she's like a female and she's hilarious. But yeah, it's it's just like really funny female brunette actor. Yeah. But I mean Tina Fey is definitely more talented because she's the writer. Um so to be able to write and Oh, but funny is so much hotter than actual physical hotness, I think. Like be, the ability. Oh to be yeah, funny hell is, yeah! Like it's incredibly fucking hot. Hell yeah! I think between the two, Tina Fey is the more talented person. But I do really like Julie. Like she's fucking hilarious. She's hilarious in Seinfeld. She's hilarious in Curb. She's hilarious in Veep. Veep is one of the funniest shows I've ever fucking seen. If Tina Fey couldn't couldn't act or write, she would be a fucking. No offense to her, but I mean, she wouldn't be. She wouldn't be hot. I wouldn't. I would never consider like. Uh, I wouldn't consider her if she wasn't. It wasn't for her her talents. I would suppose it's not her nose that does it for me. It's her. I I fucking. It's her brain I I might nose. have to disagree with you on the HBO thing because it's like there's been you know um, so there's Veep there's Newsroom Newsroom was fucking incredible. I didn't watch that. It, it was incredible. Although I guess that's kind of an older show now. Um, I, I stick to a lot of comedy. It's at least like five years old. Word to death with the. I like Word to death. Yeah. Why I cannot think of. There's a show right now about a stand-up comedian on HBO whose like wife cheats on him, and then he starts. Oh yeah, sure. Crashing. 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 Yeah, that crashing good. is good. That was pretty good. Crashing is good, except it's really fucking depressing. Kind of. It's really, but it's 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 a really well done show. So I don't know if I totally agree on HBO. I've always thought that HBO like, kind of doesn't. You know, a, a friend of mine said something once about, um, I can't even remember. Oh, Walking Dead. 
right? Because like Walking Dead was all the fucking I rage. Never got into it. Never, <laughs> never watched, watched episode, it. Yeah. I can't do zombies. I just fucking can't. Like yeah. I get it. It's the same premise one hundred fucking percent of the time. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm over it. Like I've seen what. If you've watched one zombie anything, you've seen every zombie everything ever. Yeah, like I've seen Night of the Living Dead. That's enough yeah. for me. How could you watch the same fucking garbage week after? Like, I, it's whatever. I can't. I can't fucking do it. But <laughs> someone was talking about. Oh, it wasn't Walking Dead. It was Breaking Bad. And um, okay, I that, I was a big fan of Breaking Bad. So, I I've never watched it, but. One of my friends pointed out the fact, like, they were like, you know, don't you think if Breaking Bad was as good as people said it was, it would fucking be on HBO? And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Like, I, I'm never going to give this fucking show a chance because it's not like there was a point in time where I wouldn't even give a show a chance because it wasn't on HBO. Because anytime I did, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And I did that with Walking Dead. I did give it a chance. and I was like, this is fucking garbage. And I did it with um, Sons of Anarchy. And I was like... Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, and I really wanted to like it because fucking, you know, Henry Rollins is my fucking hero. Like that is like, if I point to someone who's alive and I'm like, I would rather be that person than me. I'd rather be him. Fucking Henry Rollins is my goddamn hero, and I really wanted to like Sons of Anarchy, but I was just like, this show's not good. Like this is a show that wasn't good enough to be on HBO, so it's on fucking AMC, and it's not. It's not that good. Yeah. Like, it's... Yo, even HBO's bad shows are good. Yeah, they put so much They put so much uh, time and effort into the, pr- the pre-production that it can't fail, almost. Like, I've, I've been forced to watch Sex in the City by people. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, which is like... And I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, okay, can I fucking... Can I take cyanide now? But... <laughs> but... I still get why... It's an appealing show. Yeah, you know, it has a demographic. It's still well done. It makes sense. It appeals to a certain type of person, um, who certainly isn't me. But like, I get it. It's really it's it's well written. It's well done. I think the premises are ridiculous, but I understand why it's appealing and it's it's acted well. It's it's fucking written well. There's nothing about it that's interesting to me. Yeah, but I can't pretend it's not good. (laughs) Um. True Blood is like the same way. True- I, see, I was forced to watch that for a while. So I've, I mean, I, I mean, sure, I've seen a lot of, a lot of, uh, what's her, her name? Anna, Anna Paquin. So I've seen Anna Paquin's titties a lot. Yeah, like, True Blood should have been called Anna Paquin's boobs. Yeah, that's like it. that should have been the name of the show. That would that have been a more direct, like legitimate. Uh, yeah, title. that's that's what the show was. Um, but it's like. True. I, I've had this conversation with Ken. He was like, as soon as there was fairies, I fucking tapped out, which I get because, you know, it starts to get ridiculous. But I always just like I, I've had debates with people where they're like, you know, how do you hate Walking Dead, but you love True Blood? And I'm like, here's why. <coughs> because or actually Dexter, I got specifically got in an argument with somebody about Dexter versus True Blood, which is like. It's the premises are so far apart, but it's they were like, how could you think that that shows one show is good and not the other show? I was like, because the premise of Dexter is not believable at all. And they're like, well, how is the premise of True Blood believable? And I'm like, ah, here is why. Let me explain. Because Dexter should be Dexter is based in reality. 
there is an element of believability that has to be there for the show to work. And when that element of believability isn't there because it kind of like jumps the shark a lot. And I've, I've given Dexter a chance like a bunch of times. You mean if Dexter starts shooting like magic out of his fingers? No, no. Just like, you know, something like that would never happen on the show. But like, it's supposed to be rooted in reality. Like that show is supposed to be like, this could really happen. Yeah. And if that happened, this is how it would happen. And this is like a really interesting character. And, you know, builds a personality around it and whatever. But, like, you know, you get to a certain point, even early on, like, before the show got old and the writers got tired, it was like, I don't believe this. Like, I'm having trouble buying, not the premise of the show, but buying the plot line or buying this scene or or whatever. With a show like True Blood, you, you enter it knowing it's ridiculous. You also just have to hang on 10 minutes until you see boobs again. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's like... They're, it's they're, true. It, uh, that it keeps you engaged. They're spaced out intervally. Um, but, like, you know, you if you walk into... Like, listen, I, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but, like, if you like fucking Star Wars, you're not like, this could be real. You're like, you know it's fucking fantasy, right? Like, if you're watching sure, Game of Thrones, you're like, this is fantasy. You know that this thing is... There's no element of it that is supposed to be possible it's supposed to be plausible yeah like you believe that's what would happen given the circumstances and the characters and what what it's built up to but you know it's supposed to be plausible but it's not supposed to be possible dexter is supposed to be possible and it doesn't feel that way so when you like i've always described true blood as like it is a absolutely ridiculous storyline. It is a ridiculous, not even a little bit believable story that becomes completely believable because the writing and the acting is so fucking good. Mm. Like the dude, name a bad actor on that show. Name someone who you watched on that show that you weren't like, that you didn't fucking believe that part. Like you, you fucking can't. Yeah. You know, like half of them weren't even fucking American, well, that's, and they're that's doing the same like thing with almost every you know, HBO show. Though they can't, they're cast so well. They're, they're cast so they're well. Acted so they're performed so well. Everything about their shows are so like meticulous. Dude, The it's Wire. Like every HBO show is a fucking Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> yeah, The Wire is like probably the greatest show ever fucking met, ever made. It's like, up there. It's sure, just it's it there. is un fucking. But dude, we talked about Narcos last week. It's like Narcos is a true story. And you watch it, and you're like, God damn, this shit happened? Yeah. But The Wire is, like, more real and more believable and, like, more more engaging, and it's not even real. Yeah, it's all, I mean, it's a little bit more <laughs> modern as well. That makes it more, uh, kind of more, like, true to life for us. Yes, that, that's true. That's, that's reasonable. Um, fucking Entourage. The Sopranos. Like, all of these shows, even when the plot lines were... Even when the plot lines were absurd, you still bought in because the acting was so... Dude, I was, like, the biggest Entourage fans in the world. And some of those plot lines were like, really? Give yeah. me a fucking break. But the acting was so fucking good that you bought every moment. And 
even more than that, fucking How to Make It in America. Like, till this day, the fact that they canceled How to Make It in America after two seasons is, like, the biggest tragedy in all of yeah, entertainment. I was a fan of that show. That was the best. That came out of nowhere, too. God, yes. It, it just fucking... Just a fucking show about people boom. making jeans or some yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. It was a show about two dudes trying to make jeans. Yeah. And fucking, it was... The best show I may have ever fucking seen, and it was acted so well, and you believed every moment, even when shit was, like, ridiculous. Like, the parts of the story that if you explain the plot to somebody who doesn't watch it, and they, you know, you like, you know the parts that they would look at you and be like, come on, like, you watch this shit? Yeah. Like, it's still so believable because the acting was so goddamn good. Like, their shows are were curated... And you're right. They probably stepped down now, you know, and Netflix, like, Netflix puts out some goddamn great entertainment. I, like, I haven't seen, I've been removed from them for about a year now, dude, too. Dude, they, make, back in there they make unbelievable shows. They really do. Not HBO good. I watched that uh, that movie, Okja. That was the last thing I watched from Netflix. I haven't seen that. It was like the, it was the, this, they created this pig animal, this mutant pig, that okay. was going to be able to... Um, Sustain uh, the earth, the food, like the food supply. Sure. So, like, just by growing this this gigantic pig, uh, would would somehow save the earth or something or so, yeah, whatever right. it was. But it was like this evil. Uh, Hilda, Tilda Swinton was this like super evil, maniacal, uh, bad guy. I don't yeah. know. It was a it was an awesome movie. Um, I guess I haven't seen it in a little while now, but yeah. yeah, it was. It was like that's when they started to shift gears and like really put quality products out there. I would say that Netflix today is like. <laughs> Not quite as good as, like, HBO 10 years ago, but as close as it gets. Like, it's, like, a step below where HBO was 10 years ago, but it's, like, several steps beyond where Showtime was. Is it time for me to renew my subscription? Yeah, it might be. Showtime had some good shows. They 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 had so much shit on there. Weeds was really good. Yeah, I liked Weeds. That was a fucking good show. I don't know if we talked about this. Just real quick, the... um, So Showtime has this new show, the, the Who is America... Are you familiar with this? Yeah, the Sasha Baron Sasha Cohen thing. Co- we did talk about that on on the podcast. Yeah. Oh we did. shit! This yeah. is old news then. Yeah, I mean it, it gets so it's still on. I think you said I think you thought it was canceled. Oh really? It yeah, is still on. Oh yeah, they just had they had episode five and they keep getting consistently they're consistently more ridiculous, like more over the top in a good way though, like more shocking with what he what he gets away do, with. Is it he, more shocking what he gets away with, or do you think he's trying to get so ridiculous that somebody's like, give me a break? No, like, so I, I think he gets, he, he plays these different characters now. Like, he goes to these the great lengths now to, like, mask who he is. And then he plays, like, a handful of characters that are each meant to play devil's advocate to, like, a certain demographic. So, like, right. he has a, he has a, a, a like, a redneck uh, conspiracy theorist, blogger type, like, podcaster guy who, like, who gets out, like, all of the, like, uh, the, I don't know, all the conservative rednecks or whatever. And sure. He just plays to, like, he plays to those, to that personality type, the archetype. And he, he fucking does it so well. So he, he got a, a, a seated um, senator in, like, Georgia to scream the word, to yeah. scream the N-word. We talked about pull this. Pull his pants on, yeah, and run yeah. backward. Like, fucking, how, I mean, how he does it, how he gets these people to, like, to, to escape. The, the influence. Yeah, the, like, is how, like he, how he gets away or how he convinces these people or how he, he, not convinces, but how he manipulates these people into doing these Thing, these fucking like these things that you would never think people would be doing like in real life again like yeah. in this modern day at least these are like these unacceptable fucking ass things now 
and they they do it with like a smile on, and then they they realize they're gonna like they got caught they up. They realize they're being had. They realize, yeah, they realize they're being had, and all of a sudden it's like my episode's coming out. I'm gonna sue them. Like this isn't what really happened. Yeah, it is what really. It's on fucking tape. Yeah, it's, I mean, like there's selective editing. Anyway, I mean that but... that show is pretty. That show is pretty pretty brilliant. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Just the the, uh, the the actor alone, like he's yeah. a fucking genius. I would I would say Netflix today is like not. It, it's like. A couple steps below where HBO was back then, but it's still a couple steps ahead of where, like, Showtime was at the same time. Yeah. When they were, like, kind of tr- starting to compete with, like, you know, Dexter and, and Weeds and shit like that. But you know, there's there's good shit on there, man. There's really good shit. Con- they, they are, like, the home of comedy specials now. Like, they, they HBO the, and Showtime don't do shit as far as that goes. They like, had the first Barack Obama interview after Barack Obama was president. Like, the first... Actual interview with him was uh, David Letterman or whatever on Netflix. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They're well, fucking while shit. he was president, Seinfeld interviewed him on his show. On the the comedians and cars getting oh, coffee, did he really? and he was like, he was like, he's not technically a comedian, but he's probably like the funniest president we've had. And it shows him like doing some one liners, and then was that when it was still like a net show? No, that was um, oh, that was when it was, that was when it was on Netflix. Oh, I thought, it was like I the second that. season. I yeah. thought the first interview was with uh, Letterman or something. No, oh, no, when no, he was yeah. still when he was still president. Okay, yeah, when he was oh, still yeah, president. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was on. Was... It was on Netflix. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's fucking. That's another great show that's on Netflix. Comedians. I've never really watched it. I've seen like one or two of the the web series ones, the shorter ones. Like yeah. Well, they're all short. They're all like the longest one is like fifteen minutes. I think I watched when he sat down with um. What's his name? George, the actor, Jason Alexander. I haven't gotten that far yet. I see. I mean, I, I just like randomly skipped around to him. Yeah. No, I started with the episode where he interviews Larry David. So that's like that's almost unfair because I love Larry David so much. Yeah. But um, it's a fucking great show. I I never watched Seinfeld until about two years ago, and I was seated in the middle of the desert with like with no TV, no cable, no satellite, yeah. and I had a Hulu subscription. Yeah, and I had like sometimes I would have ample amounts of time, like uh, you know I that was, show I was stands the, the test of, of time. I I started and uh, finished watching Seinfeld like within the last two years. Like if you can get past the clothing and the hairstyles, yeah, it's, it's kind of dated. It's dated yeah, for like sure. it's dated as far as that they goes. They all have rotary but it's telephones. Like yeah, it's true. <laughs> but like <laughs> the humor is, it's like it's still fucking stand. Maybe yeah. it just stands up because I get it but it definitely no, the, the stands plots up. are really the plots uh the plots stand true like the plots are it's really well written yeah yeah i agree with that it is it does feel to me though like a primitive curb your enthusiasm yeah i mean it's, it's a little bit it's kind of hokey and it's also network it wasn't hbo so there's yeah. like a lot of concessions they'd have to make i i have to i really fucking do think that curb your enthusiasm is easily the funniest fucking show ever made it's up there it's like a, that's a i mean i i, I know that's to, a big fucking statement but it's like it's an acquired taste to watch i'm just i'm like right on the line like where i find it funny like it, i'm i i find it like acceptable forms of humor that show but yeah. it is a very polarizing show though it is people fucking hate it yeah <laughs> they don't like it but like i walk right in the middle of that line that uncomfortable like uncomfortable humor is i mean like i grew up on fucking like opie and anthony and shit so it's like uncomfortable humor is like my fucking yeah my my sweet spot but like i just i relate to that show so much just like pointing out the absurdity of because it's it's like it's not that exaggerated like it's exaggerated but it's not that 
exaggerated. Like, yeah, they're you, all, you watch I mean, they're it all, and you're like, this could totally fucking happen. Every one of those could happen if you were Larry David or lived in you know, yeah. California, Hollywood. It's, it's such a fuck. God damn, it's the best fucking if you show. Had, if you had created Seinfeld and lived in Hollywood, any one of those things could happen to you any day. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of years ago, my wife and I went on this run where, because we're both giant fans of 30 Rock. And both giant fans of Scrubs. Yeah. And so we went on this thing where we're like, we're going to watch the entire series of both to kind of like, because they're, they're very, they're similar in weird ways. Scrubs and... And 30 Rock. 30 Rock. Like, the humor is very similar. Um, yeah, they're all kind of, I mean, it's staged, the, the cast and crew are kind of similar. The, yeah, they, the it's like the show. ensemble cast yeah. and like, you know musical and dream sequences and like shit like that. Like they're obviously like the premise is completely different, but they're, they're similar in a weird way. Like it's a similar style of humor. Well, they both like broke the fourth wall too, right? And painted to the camera at some point. Yeah. Very often. Yeah. Actually. Um, but which I'm a big fan of it, third is Straubs is probably like a little more fantasy and a little more esoteric, but we watched both like back to back, like the entire series of 30 rock, every single episode. And then the entire series of scrubs, every single episode to like determine what we liked better. And it was, <laughs> it was tough. Yeah. Like that was the goal. Like let's finish and decide what's fucking better. But Did you have a secret ballot afterwards. No, I gotta say scrubs was better. Really? Yeah. It like, it edges it fucking out. Huh. There's just, you know what it is? It's these, this is so stupid. This is such a weird conversation. There are these moments where Scrubs, like, gets serious. It, it's, it's a sillier show. Like, of the two, it is sillier. And both are silly. But of the two, it's sillier. It's a little more... A little, like, I don't know. Maybe it's not. You know, they, have a, they live with a stuffed dead dog and shit like that. JD buys a oh, plot yeah. of land and yeah. he builds a porch because he can't afford to build a house. There's, I mean, there's some ridiculous plot lines. Yeah, then there, there's moments in Thirty Rock where, like, you know, Doctor Spaceman and shit like that. <laughs> like, that, there's, so, I mean, for me, Doctor Spaceman, Doctor Spaceman, right there, man, with Jack Brayer, Tracy Morgan. Oh, uh, it was, dude. It was. Those things are lacking in Scrubs. There is no. There's no. No, there's no it's no not. There's no, no Jack Brayer there. Yes, there is. Who? Uh, fucking the janitor. The janitor is uh, that the janitor. the janitor is that peripheral character who is in every episode but is never like is is always there and is always looming over and is like always a major player even though he doesn't necessarily play a major part in the episode unless the main character directly interacts with him like and and that's the start of the plot line yeah and like that's the plot of the they're both very like that I think I think Ken's, Kevin or Kevin Ken's a, lo- a lot more of a likable character though. Ah, it's dude. It's so tough. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's they are. I haven't I haven't watched Scrubs in a long time. They are Thirty Rock, here and there. You, you they are so close, like so close in how well written and how well performed and how fucking funny they are. But like, the thing with Scrubs that just edges it out for me is as fucking completely slapstick as it is, like. You know, 30 Rock didn't have, like, all these dream sequences and shit. It did, it did, like, every once in a while. But Scrubs did it every single episode. Like, yeah, it was a, a key part times. of the show. 
um, is <laughs> that it was maybe just, just a little fucking bit sillier. But when it got serious, it hit these fucking emotional notes that you're like, you're laughing, you're laughing, you're laughing. You're like, oh, my God, I'm tearing up. Well, the show was making me laugh my balls off two seconds ago, and now I have, like, tears in my eyes. Like, yeah, it was, it was 30 Rock didn't a, do that. They had a better setting for, for those tear-jerking moments. They definitely had a better setting to make that happen. Yeah. But they I mean, didn't, like... They, how, how often would you feel bad for Liz Lemon? Like, <laughs> what does what she really do? Like, what's the worst-case scenario for her? I don't know. It was such a, Liz Lemon was such a fucking goddamn good character. Yeah. God, she was hot. Fucking, dude, Jack Donaghy. Like, fuck, man. Like, every character on both of the... Find a bad character on either of those shows, and you just fucking can't. Yeah, it's difficult. You just... You can not. Like, every fucking character on both... Dude, Dr. Cox might be one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah? Yeah. Easily. Fucking easily. The music on on Scrubs was a little better too like how they would always have those musical interludes and fucking they would like sort of have like a musical guest who wasn't really a musical guest oh Colin uh, Colin Hay was on Colin there. Hay yeah. yeah they rush him in at a hospital yeah. and yeah that was one of those like tear jerking moments I think it's fantastic because anytime I hear Colin Hay I want to cry a little bit when he's you know he's so good yeah. he's so fucking good he's, he's kind of emo yeah, a little bit. It's kind of emo. A little fucking bit. Not in a bad way. I can't get to sleep. <laughs> fucking. About the situation. So, both of them were so fucking good. Diving into the... Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's... And it, again, society fucking beats. <laughs> yeah, I think it has, man. It really has. Like, dude, like, I mean, we talked about it last week, but who fucking... I can't imagine watching fucking what was that show? You nailed the show last week. I was like, "What's that show that's awful?" And you just said it. What the fuck is that oh, show? Oh shit! Now it's on the tip of my tongue. The nerds and the the girl. I'm just drawing a blank now. God damn it! Fucking. Uh, and the guy from Roseanne. Oh, Big Bang Theory, sure. Big Bang, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot fucking imagine laughing at that show. And I've watched it because people are like, no, this show's hilarious. And I watch it and I'm like, I literally have watched that show because people are like, this show's hilarious. And I respect them less. Because <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. Like, there are people that like are like, near and dear to me that like I just put them on a pedestal I'm like this person's fantastic and then they're like oh yeah man I love that show it's hilarious and I'm like I don't like it hurts me like it fucking hurts me that someone who I think is like intelligent and put together laughs at that fucking show or fucking how I met your mother or fucking shit like like it's just like that shit is Garbage! Like, why do people fucking watch it? The one, so I, I think the one thing I also realize now is uh, maybe I'm just getting too old, man. Um, in terms of like television, all of my favorite shows, uh, they they were on at the same time, like in the early two early to mid two thousands, and after that, it just kind of peaked. Like, 
the 30 Rock, The Office, and Parks and Recreation, those three shows, that, like, block of comedy, I would take those yeah. shows any day almost over, like, anything else. So, I've, so now I now realize my, my, uh, my lifetime or my, my time spent with the ladies had peaked when I was in my teens in the 90s, and my time spent with television had peaked when I was in the early, two, yeah, early to mid-2000s. Yeah, 2005. So what's my life now here, uh, here out, is just, yeah. uh, it's just disappointment. It's, just, and it's all downhill. Disappointment <laughs> it's and It's all farts. downhill from here. It's just smelly farts and shit. And fucking, I could never get into the American office. No? Just could not. I mean. I it's, like, it's, like an, uh, it's like an old sock for me that you jerk off into. It's like, <laughs> I just want to keep going back to it and jerk I, it off into it. I I so I was a f- I I was a fan of the original, fucking. But like I just I because the original was on HBO and I was obsessed with HBO. Yeah, they're you know, two way different things now. I'm not trying to be like fucking hit. Well, the first two seasons were like, oh yeah, it was part based and on parcel. The first the one was thing. like they was just like uh, changed the name much, of the characters. Yeah, the first one was like very much the same thing. And then the second one started to drift away. Then they had like. Because, I mean, the first one is so short. The original, I'm sorry. The, the British, the UK office, is such a short period of uh, of work. And then the new the the American office is like 250 you know, episodes. It was actually Julie Louis-Dreyfus who was talking about Ricky Gervais in an interview. And she was like, she was like, you know what's great about Ricky Gervais? He knows when to get out. He doesn't fucking drive a character into the ground. Yeah, he does two or three seasons yeah, of every he, show. Yeah, he it. stops and he leaves you wanting more. You know, the, in all of the shows, fucking... Um, what's extras. Extras, right? Extras. That was a great show. was fucking phenomenal. The Office. Um, Life's Too Short. Fucking... Never saw that. What was... There was another one. Uh, was it what... There was one where he, he acted... Um, there was like a, a guy with a developmental uh, learning disability. Carl Pilkington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he like made him do weird shit. Yeah. Like, no, oh no, 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 no. That's what I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Not that that's like a docu drama. Like the that's like an actual documentary show. It's like right? a docu comedy. Yeah. yeah. When he goes and like explores the world. No, no. This was like a scripted show. Uh, shit. It's like it's like some guy going to work at like a, an assisted home for like people for like the elderly or something. Yes, 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 I can't yes. Fucking yes. think of it. I can't remember the name. I never saw that either. But she was like, he just gets out of shows. Like, he leaves you wanting more, yeah. and so you never get fucking tired yeah, of it. He does, him. like, two seasons, and he And bounces. it's, like, it's perfect. But, like, I can never get into the American office because I saw the British office long before the American office was on TV, and I loved it so much that when I tried the American one, I was just like, this doesn't live up. And the fourth wall was different. Like the way they would like pause and look right into the camera yeah, yeah. bugged me because it was different on the British office where it was like supposed to be, you know, you're watching him get documented. And like, it was just, it was different for me. It's like whether or not you like the office is like a checkbox on my, like, will I sleep, sleep with you list? Like, is this girl like, it, what, am I compatible with this person? Yeah. It's like a checkbox item on there. Here's the thing that's weird. Always Sunny. Yeah. Right? Do you know that show's, that show's going to be the fucking longest-running sitcom in television this season? You know that? With live actors. Live actors, yeah. Longest-running sitcom is... Uh, the Simpsons, The right? Simpsons, yeah. yep. Um, longest live-actor-running live sitcom. That's crazy. And with the exception of Nova... The Simpsons is the longest-running program in the history of television. Or uh, Nova and 60 Minutes 
The Simpsons is the longest running program in television. Well, SNL is up there too, though. SNL is up in like oh yeah, I guess the it 40s, is forties. I think. Man, I don't know what they're comparing show, it though. to. That's a totally different thing because it's one scripted, one's a variety show. So, what the fuck? Um, Always Sunny. It's like this weird thing happens when I watch it where I'm like, oh, that's funny, but I never laugh at but it. I don't laugh. I have never, ever laughed at that show. Really? Yeah, and it's not because I don't think it's funny. I do. The, like, to me, that's like one of the, like, the, the plots, the, the shows are, are scripted so well that the actors just have to show up almost. Like, they're so, they're so ridiculous, the plots. Just the, the stories alone, I would, like, show up just to watch that. It doesn't matter who's really acting it out. Yeah. But the show works, though. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the actors. I don't know what it is. Like, I want to like the show so bad, but every time I've watched it, I've just... Not fucking laughed. Maybe your funny bone is broken. <laughs> but, like, I watch it, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. And, like, that's it. Like, that's my reaction. You like, sit there and, and uh, verbally announce, oh, that's comical, <laughs> instead of actually laughing. Yeah, like, I sort of do it in my head. I'm like, oh, huh. But, like, I never actually, like, never actually laugh at it. It's really weird. And yeah. it's not because I don't think the show's good or anything like that. I just, I can't fucking explain it. It is never ever made me laugh it's it's uh i think it's well done the fact that they, they have they still have original and funny ideas is kind of like it's an it's a feat for them man it's yeah it's true them. to keep it going that long yeah without cheers actually, went like, really fucking long too and they never they except for like when they added danny devito in like the second or third season they right added, they added him really early on they haven't like adjusted the the the, the cast the it's cast the same, or anything yeah it's the same fucking cast day in and day well, out well didn't the the blonde lady like end up on another show or something or am I just like yeah she's she's on another show now and so is uh, so is her brother Dennis now they're both on other shows now but still on still no one of them actually the Dennis is like, just I think he's like off of Sunny this this year hmm. like one of them became gay like came out as gay and one of them just left the show to go have a kid or something interesting was, yeah that was like the end of last season um what's his name fucking oh why can't I think of his name Jeff Garland is on both the Goldbergs and Curb and does both shows. Uh, you know, my dad watches that show, The Goldbergs, and I try to find, like, there's only, there's few and far between, like, like uh, lapping shows, like uh, crossover shows that I have with my father. Yeah. But, like, he, he's, like, big into, like, horror or uh, The Walking Dead and all that shit. So I try to watch, like, The Goldbergs with him once, once or twice. And he's into Big Bang Theory, go figure, too. Like, he has, I don't know how he relates to the fucking characters, because he can't. Like, right. he, has, he has not a one thing, uh, not thing one in common with these right, people. Right, right. But he, he fucking watches it. He's so. not a science nerd or a hot chick. Yeah, he doesn't get any He doesn't get any of the jokes. Like, I don't understand how he could possibly get the jokes. Right. They're just not in his wheelhouse. But he'll watch that and the Goldbergs. So I, I'll sit and watch him with him sometimes. I, I've never watched the Goldbergs, and I kind of want to like it, because I love Jeff Garland. And, I, that's why I gave it a pass, because of him. And Brian... Uh, Brian Callen's on it. I don't know who that is. He's he's a comedian. He's fucking great. Okay. Um, but I've never seen an episode. But <laughs> Jeff Garlin was being interviewed, and they were like, you know, between the two shows that you do, like, you're on two wildly different, like, totally hit shows. Like, the Goldbergs is, like, the biggest show out there right now. Mm. And... You're also on Curb, which is, like, the biggest show on HBO. Like, what do, you, what do you like better? And he, like, flat out was like, oh, Curb. He's like, the Goldbergs is terrible. 
<laughs> like he just flat out said it. He's like, it's not a good show. He's like, it's he's like, it's a great paycheck, and I have fun doing it. I don't have nearly as much fun doing it as I do Curb. He's yeah. like, but Curb's hard work, and the payoff is that it's hilarious. He's like, and it's much less money. It's like, but I don't care about that. He's like, it's better art. It's a better show. Wait, I'm totally Gold- paraphrasing. The Goldbergs is a, is a stick. Comedy. Yeah, but he was basically like, you know, the Goldbergs is like your typical network comedy, and it's it's not good. He's like, I do it for a great paycheck. Yeah. What He's like, the- and the paycheck's great, and people love the show, so good for them, but I think it's fucking garbage. I think that's one of those things where, like, the show is made because it's a for- it's formulaic. Like, yeah. they know it's going to succeed because this, this, and this, you know? Right. It's like These you- people are on it. There's this series of relatable characters. Yeah, the punchlines are it. every, you know... It's like writing a fucking hit song. It's like, you know, every eight measures, you go back to the chorus. Yeah. Fucking, it's like, you know, every every first 48 chorus, seconds, chorus. you know, there's another punchline. You know, that's that's what it is. It's verse, chorus, verse, and, yeah. like, you just pump it out, you know. There's, there's 13 laugh tracks for every commercial break. Right. There's the lovable fat guy. There's yeah. the, you know, there's the mom who calls him stupid, and, like, actually, know, there's the peripheral character, and, like, that's, it's the formula. It's like, oh, we watched Cheers 30 years ago. Let's replicate that in as many scenarios oh, as we possibly it's sunny, can. You mean? No, no, no. The Goldbergs. Oh, the Gold- it's like I thought you know, the Goldbergs was like the Wonder Years kind of. That's what it reminded me of. I've never watched it. The Wonder Years? N- yeah. No, no, no. I've watched the Wonder Years, oh, but yeah. I've never watched the Goldbergs. Oh, but yeah, like, right. I'm just saying, like, you can pick out the characters. Like, there's there's the there's the lovable fat guy. There's the wife who like you know you know keeps him in check, and it's like all of the like standard this is a sitcom this is what you get characters are there and people fucking eat it up yeah well yeah it's formulaic man people they know what to expect and every like every uh every 10 minutes or in the first five or 10 minutes of the show there's a conflict in the second part uh, it reaches its climax in the third there's resolution you know that's what those shows are like you just you just nailed it <laughs> whether you did it on purpose or not you totally nailed it it's like you know what to expect. Yeah, everything gets and, wrapped up in a 29, right. like, and 59 minute. People like. go, people approach those shows with an expectation that expectation gets met. You know, it's like going to, it's, you know, it's like going to a Rolling Stones concert. You know, they're only playing the hits, they're not fucking playing their last album. You know, you go there and you hear fucking. You hear Start Me Up. And if you don't yeah. fucking hear Start Me Up at the Rolling Stone concerts, you're like, what the fuck did I do? Why did I spend my money on this? You know, like, you, you go to watch Pearl Jam. You don't go to watch Eddie Vedder play the fucking ukulele. Like, that's, yeah. that's what you spend your money on because you know what to expect and you get what you expect. And that's what these shows are. They're like, you expect... And, and like, that is that is what makes, like... Again, I've never watched the Goldbergs, but that's what makes like the Big Bang Theory or How I Met Your Mother or like shows like that. That's what makes them work. It's like, you know who the characters are. You you know the premise because it's been done a million times. You know, here's the setup. Here's the setup. Here's the punchline. Here's the setup. Here's the setup. Here's the punchline. And you just expect it and you laugh even if it's not funny because your brain is trained to think it's funny because it's like... It's like a roller coaster. You know ride. the timing. Yeah. You know the punchline. Whereas, like, you take something like like Curb, and and granted, like the style of humor isn't for everybody. So take that out of the equation, though, right? Or like, fuck, even you Seinfeld, which is 
similar humor, completely different premise. Um, but it's not set up, set up, you know, it's not fucking, it's not straight man fucking, what do you call the guy who's not fucking, why can't I think of it? Like, you? No, the, the, uh, shit. motherfucker. Straight man, the, I know, I know the word. Like the Abbott and Costello. Abbott's the straight guy and Costello, whatever. Yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's not the serious character and the silly character who's fucking playing off of that. Like, it's not that. It's, you may have that peripheral, like, you know, Seinfeld has fucking Kramer and yeah. fucking Friends has Joey and fucking, you know, Curb has fucking, has, has JB and like. JB Smooth. Yeah, God damn, he's fucking hilarious. Leon on the show. Um, so you may have that one character who's like off the wall all the time. And that's hilarious because the, you expect the crazy from the crazy person. But you know someone like that in real life. You know somebody who's like, what the fuck's up with that guy? Yeah. Um, but those shows, I don't think people watch them and they're like, I don't get why it's funny. I think they don't get why it's funny because it's like they're just not used to like that conversational humor where it's like it's not set up punchline set up punchline it's not verse chorus verse it's like we're gonna start you know it's it's it is musical it is like you know instead of here's the hits fucking here's the top 10 songs verse chorus verse it's like it's like the college radio station yeah it's like a fucking it's like an it's like an 80s rem song like we're gonna fucking open with the chorus it's a hodgepodge of Yeah, shit. we're going to open with the chorus, and then we're going to go into a verse, and then we're going to go into a bridge, and then we're going to do a half chorus, and then we're going to bridge, and then the verse, and then a double chorus. And then it's like, whoa, what, what the fuck? I can't, I can't keep up with this. Yeah. What's going on? But somebody who, like, loves music, loves a song, you know, you can't... I can't help but go on weird fucking tangents, right? But, like, you can't love the Dillinger escape plan or Faith No More, or Tool, if you don't fucking love music, like, you have to love music to fucking appreciate those bands. Yeah. Because they're, like, musicians' bands. But, like, those shows are, like... It's like Colin Quinn. Like, they're, like, Colin Quinn's a comedian's comedian. Like, if you ever watch his stand-up, it's real fucking awkward. I was a big fan of Tough Crowd, that show we had. Tough Crowd... But that was a different. That was I'm going to rescind format. everything I said. Tough Crowd is my favorite show of all time. Period. <laughs> yeah. Period. It that, was the best show. What was that from like 2010 oh my through 11? Maybe. God, it was fucking good. That. Oh my god. Um. I can't even get fucking started on that show. Fucking. It, it's like people who don't appreciate. People who don't appreciate like that type of show, and maybe you may you know maybe Curb's not for you. You don't like the fucking the the easily irritated Jewish guy. You don't you know maybe Seinfeld's not for you. You don't like the you know what like it, easily it's, irritated Jewish guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking maybe it's like, I get it if you don't like the character. I get it if you don't like, maybe you, you know, just don't like Jews. Ex- yeah, that's right. If you don't like those shows, you're 
you're a Nazi. You're probably an anti There's no two ways about it. Like, if you don't like, you're a Holocaust denier, and <laughs> you should get the fuck out. <laughs> fucking, if you, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe the premise isn't for you. Maybe the fucking characters aren't for you, and that's fine. Like, I, I think I made the example the last time we talked about this. Like, Friends isn't for me, but it's fucking funny. Like, I can't relate to a single character on the show, yeah. and I don't necessarily, like, you know... I had an ex who was fucking obsessed with it, so I watched the entire fucking series. Yeah. And it's not for me, but it was fucking funny. Like, yeah, I'm I, gonna, I want to admit something real quickly. I, yeah. Uh, due to a relationship I was in, I was kind of... I had it forced onto me at first, but I started watching... Uh, Girls, the HBO show. Never saw it. Fucking super well done, man. It's oh, ed- yeah, of course it is. It's HBO did it. There's like nudity. There's just enough like comic relief. It's a very well done show, but I would never like, I guess I just did admit to it. I would never admit to watching that show. Except for now. Except for just <laughs> On now. a nationally syndicated <laughs> radio show. Yeah. For an every, internationally for syndicated radio show. Because most of our listeners are in fucking Sweden for some reason. Hey, man, it was a solid show. But... <laughs> Like, I feel like people who don't appreciate that HBO-style comedy don't really appreciate comedy. HBO has some, has some really dry, out-there comedy shows, though. Like, right. Bored to Death was a, a comedy show. Very dry. Very fucking dry. Very dry. It was drier than, like, Burnt Toast, man. But it was, it was good, though. You know, I feel, like, I feel like I would watch Bored to Death, and I would watch it with somebody who would watch, like... I don't know, fucking, you know, you name it, any network fucking sitcom. Yeah. And I would, like, they would get to the point, like, you don't laugh every 30 seconds in that show. You laugh, like, three times an episode, but it's, like, a good fucking laugh. Like, it's a belly laugh. Maybe once or twice. Yeah, Yeah, you don't, like, chuckle, you don't chuckle every 30 seconds. You belly laugh fucking twice a show. (laughs) And whoever I was watching it with would be, like, I don't get it. Why is that fucking funny? That's how I feel when I watch like with with the exceptions of like 30 Rock, Scrubs, Cheers and fucking uh oh my god, it was on tip of my tongue and then it went away. Coach Coach? Yeah, coach. Jesus I Christ. loved Coach. Like with the exception of like, you know, really fucking great like classic shows like that like i i don't fucking laugh and i i when somebody doesn't laugh at those i'm like you actually don't appreciate con- like my wife will be like i hate curb your enthusiasm i don't know why you think it's funny and i'll put it on and i'll look over and she's fucking laughing and i'm like you do think it's funny she's like i just hate larry david i'm like that's fine you hate larry david but this show is fucking hilarious. And you can't pretend it's not. Like, you understand the situation. You relate to the frustration. And, like, it's funny because... It's funny because you're like, I've been in that fucking situation. It's not fucking knock-knock who's there. No. You know, banana, banana who. <laughs> fucking... It, it's just, like, you really have to appreciate comedy to appreciate those shows. Like, you really have to appreciate music to appreciate something that isn't just, like, formulaic fucking... And I don't take anything away from that, you know? I like fucking... There's some pop music that I'm like, that's fucking fantastic. That's really well done. There's some fucking, you know, 30 Rock's perfect example. It's fucking set up punchline, set up punchline. Like, but there's no, it, there's no laugh track. There is no laugh track. You're right. Yeah. 
Which is a brilliant... Because it doesn't or, fucking rely on it. Or uh, Always Sunny or The Office. Those three... Actually, those three shows are probably my top, like, sitcoms. Shows that don't have a laugh track laugh don't have it because they don't fucking need it to tell you it's time to laugh. Yeah, it's generally a smarter show, I think. Unless it's, like... Filmed before a live studio audience, like then oh, yeah. you know, they, you know, when the though. laughs are real, that's different. But, but with, like with uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, very much the same thing with uh, Sunny. They both have instead of a laugh track, they both have a go-to musical cue, like a do 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 do. When something is yes. awkward or goes wrong, like whenever whenever something's <laughs> yes. really awkward on on a uh, Curb, it's like do 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 do. Yeah, and you know, like that's when that's the laugh almost. Same thing with It's Always Sunny. It goes to like a. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah, I mean, it's like when, you know, whenever fucking Larry is... when Whenever he's vindicated or when it's fucked over, it's... Dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 It's... That's it. They're so well done. Jesus Christ. Just, it's a whole different fucking thing, man. Like, I, I really feel like if you watch those and you don't laugh, you really don't appreciate comedy. Yeah. There's. I talked to this one comic friend of mine who says that he think he doesn't believe that television comedy or like mo- like scripted comedy like movies or television is a form of comedy like because it's not stand up. So I, I argue with him all the time. But he doesn't get it. Like he believes that like uh, Dwight from The Office isn't a comedic act isn't a comedian or, or isn't anything close to it. He's not a comedic actor. He refuses to acknowledge the word comedy. Are you thinking of me? No, 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 no. <laughs> but like he refuses to. Well, you too, I guess. Then no. Is is it rich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we had that conversation with him here, though. Did we? And he was like, "Yeah, I think there's all forms of comedy." Oh yeah, you're right. We did, huh? Yeah, he like he agreed with you on that. Oh. I don't oh, know. Shit. Maybe he. Maybe I, maybe I'm just thinking. I'm looking at it differently. Now. Maybe he changed his mind. I don't know. I don't know. I think there is like a difference between a comedic actor and a comedian. Like I think Will Ferrell is a fantastic comedic actor. I think he is not funny in and of himself. No, did you ever see? Did you see him do the the closest thing to stand up I watched him do was um, right after George W. Bush left office. He did a an hour of like a one man show where he he was George Bush, George W. Bush. You know, right, right. That was like the closest thing I've ever seen him do to like stand like actual stand up. You know, like it was a character, and the whole thing was played in, in character. But that's you know that's exactly the thing. Like that's not stand up. That's that's acting, and it's hilarious acting. Yeah, but is does that make him a comedian, or does that make him a comedian? Because I've also he seen was, him. He was on SNL too, though, for a while. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like comedians work on SNL. It's uh, like, I, I, almost, I think there's a lot of people on SML, SNL who are not comedians. Maybe I would argue. I would argue. Like I'm a big SNL fan. I would argue even with the bad cast. But they're still all comedians. Whether or not they're good comedians is another thing. I think they're comedic actors. Okay. But I don't necessarily think they're a comedian. And I think Will Ferrell is a perfect example. Like, I think he is a phenomenal comedic actor. And, like, what you just described, like, a one-man stage show, that's a comedic actor. That's not a comedian. And I think he knows how to play a part and make it hilarious. But I think if he's not, like, Jim Carrey, right? This is, like, this is the barometer. Like, this is the comparison, right? Like, Jim Carrey often plays characters. Mm -hmm. But even when he's not playing a character, when he's just being him, 
he can be fucking hilarious. Have you seen what he's up to recently? Now that you now that you mentioned, well, him? now he's insane. Now he, I mean, he's gone over. He's he's gone over the off the rails. I would yes. say, like he. So now he's a painter. Yes, and he paints like very. And it's really good. Yeah, he is. But he paints like very provocative, politically, uh, pr- yeah. politically fueled paint, like shit. You know. Right. Right. Just to be out. I mean, out there, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's it's he's going in a whole other direction with this. That's career. true. I mean, you you can't take insane Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> you have to take like, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago Jim Carrey, he was, who he's even always kind of been insane. Even well, yeah. Did you but, ever see that documentary, what the uh, the making of Man of the Moon, when he was like, yes. I mean, he played that character for like a year of his life. Yeah. Like he just devoted like a year of his life to that guy. Uh, Andy who Kaufman. was it? I forget who said it, and we've probably said it on this show, but they were like, oh, we did. We were like, if you're a method actor, that just means you're not a good actor. Like, because an actor should be able to turn it on and act and turn it off, but a method actor has to live as that person. Oh, yeah. But you know what? <laughs> I think that actually, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this in my benefit. I feel like that supports my point because I feel like Jim Carrey is not an actor. He's a comedian. So in order to act, he has to method act. Like, he might have to walk around as fucking Ace Ventura all the time yeah. to, to play Ace Ventura. And that, that is what it is. But he is funny on his own if he's not playing a role, if he's not trying to portray someone else. But Will Ferrell has to portray someone else in order to be funny because in and of himself, he's not... I've also seen Will Ferrell do serious roles, and it's, like, unbelievable. You're like, no fucking way. This motherfucker can act. And that's when you realize, like, he's really a great actor. I don't know. I, I have this. I kind of live in fear. My greatest fear is this. My, uh, my favorite piece of literature, my favorite book, is A Confederacy of Dunces, which Will Ferrell bought the rights to recently. Like, right. He, he bought the rights to it maybe, like, 10 years ago. As his, right, like, right. This is like one of his like dream project, like projects, like a pet project. Yeah. And there's there's just no way that, I mean, I guess the way the 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 level of like admiration I have for this book, there's no way that anybody could produce anything close to being able to match like what I think of how high I hold this book, like the right. esteem I have to it. So I'm just I'm like I wait in in like patient anxiety for like fucking Will Ferrell to come like to eventually produce this movie and ruin my book and like ruin yeah. my my feelings and my uh, my hopes and dreams. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. I don't know. So he's huh. going to be the guy that does it. One of the things that um, what, I can't remember who was interviewing, but I've been like binging that fucking comedians and cars show. It might have been Steve Harvey. I don't fucking remember who it was. Steve it it might have been Steve Harvey, who I have a new respect for after his interview, honestly. Um, but I, I think it was him. But Seinfeld was like, you know, one of the things you really have to consider is, like, comedians can act, but actors can't be funny. They can play a funny role, and they can play it well. But they're playing, like, the straight man, or they're playing, like, you know, they're, they're playing the character, like, the serious guy or the silly guy. The heel. That's the other guy, the straight man and the heel, Right. No, I think the... I don't fucking know. No? I'm going to... Shit, sorry. I didn't mean I to sidetrack you like that. It's driving me nuts that I can't think of this term. I'm going to have to Google it. I thought it. that's what it was. I didn't mean to sidetrack you like that. Though, right now. The... What are you possibly... How are you searching this? How are you phrasing this? The straight man... The straight man comedy. 
A double act where there's a... God damn it. Why, why are you making me read this fucking article? Straight man and the... Uh... Yeah, the straight man and the funny man. That's what it is? Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That sounds very uh, anticlimactic. It doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. It, fe- it feels wrong. But, you know, this was a point that he made, and I thought it was brilliant. He was like, you know, comedian, like, actors can play a funny role. They can play, basically, like, what he was saying was, like, they can play the straight man in a comedy. They can play the funny man in the comedy because they're playing that character. Mm-hmm. But they can't turn around and be funny. But an actor, but it, but a comedian can turn around and act because they get it. Like, it's just. Yeah, that's a valid point. You know, I, not to I say that, you, like, look, you can't fucking say that, like, you know, fucking Marlon Brando isn't a fucking great actor. He's a great actor. Like, but there there is a part of me that wonders, like, <coughs> is acting really an art form? Or are some people who are probably few and far between just good enough to elevate acting to an art form? I mean, anybody can act, right? Right. Well, that's what I mean. You know, like anybody could... Anybody, anybody, can, can, anybody can do a podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anybody can bake bread. Yeah. But Is can it you edible? call yourself a baker if you're not doing something fucking exceptional... Can you, can you, can anybody call themselves an artisan? You know, so it's like the same thing. Like anybody can play the guitar, but does that make you a musician? Anybody can act, but does that make acting an art form? Or are some people just good at this thing, so good at this thing that they elevate it to a level of art? I think, I think Steve Jobs said that we can only be great at the things that which we love. Meaning like you can't, you can't actually excel at something unless you are, you're passionate about it, I guess, right? It's probably true. Yeah. You know, you, at some point, you'd give up. Like, you would, you'd reach a point where to be the great, you know, to be yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, you, you can even have talent, but the whole, like, talent only takes you so far. Yeah. Type yeah. of thing, like, and then hard work takes over. Passion and desire and commitment to it. Yeah. Which requires, I guess, love. You know? Like, you can get there it's, by talent or you can get there by hard work, but if you have hard work and talent, that whole fucking yeah, yeah. spiel, but it does make sense. I think that was Steve Jobs. That always stuck with me for some reason. Well, on that note, do you want to call it a show now that we've gotten to the cliche phrase? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Well, uh, thanks for... Thanks for tuning into this weekday episode. Yeah. Hour <laughs> and 41 minutes in. Um, Have a good Wednesday night. Yeah. We'll Thursday morning. Talk to you guys again on Friday. Later on. See you later. <laughs>